are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, and you know what? We talk about it all the time. We joke back and forth, but as everybody knows, there is one person in the city that you should be following when it comes to breaking news, when it comes to the health of the U of A basketball program, athletics, pretty much everything across the board. He is the editor of Wildcat Authority. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Shear, and there you go. Hello, boss. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty well. How about you? Uh, not too bad. All right. Let's uh you got a lot of fans right now that are very concerned about, you know, Ty Ty Washington doesn't come to Arizona. Arthur Kaluma doesn't come to Arizona. The sky is falling. I mean, you deal with these people on a daily basis. You know what their expectations are. Can you throw uh can you throw a little bit of a lifeline out for people? Because I know that you the things aren't as bad as maybe some people are looking at it at the moment. Yeah, I, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. <laughs> the first way is, yeah, it's, it's disappointing that they lost these guys. But the, the other way to look at it is Arizona wasn't landing Ty Ty Washington under Sean Miller, for instance. And they came in the recruitment late. Um, you know, yeah, he's an in-state kid, and I see people saying that. But Arizona didn't really recruit him before. Um, and, and, you know, you, you lost a recruiting battle to Kentucky. It's like it, it's hard to get upset about that because Kentucky has finished in the top two of recruiting rankings for over the last 10 years. I mean, it, it's unreal, that, that statistic. Uh, with Kaluma, um, it's a little more disappointing, uh, I think, uh, in the sense where um, he was a guy that, you know, they, they felt pretty good about. Um, but again, you know, it, it's I see people calling him in-state. He's, he's not an in-state kid. He went to prep school for a year went to Texas from, you know, played with Uganda completely before. He's not an in-state kid. And he wanted to play the three. And at the end of the day, I think something that people aren't really following is that all these graduate transfers or high school kids, they're all coming to Arizona to come off the bench. None of these kids are going to be good enough to start. Um, you know, Kaluma, as good as he is, he's not starting over to Bellis. Maybe they shift the lineup a little bit, but um, these kids aren't coming to start. And these other schools like Creighton with Kaluma – they're saying, hey, come in and play right away. And and he's he's going to. And it's just a kind of a, a different animal. Okay. Now who are some of the names out there? Who can Arizona fans maybe look at and say, you know what, that's a little that's a guy right there that we could look at and you know what, he could maybe bridge the gap. Again, not saying that Arizona's gonna get these. I need to be very clear about that. Just some names out there that you know what, Arizona fans should maybe keep an eye on. Yeah, I think the biggest one right now is Arizona needs another point guard. Um, you know, Kirkwood is going to be the starting point guard unless something wild happens. And so they need to go out and get a true point guard to back him up. And right now, the number one option is Aaron Cook out of Gonzaga. Um, you know, Tommy Lloyd knows him. There's a relationship there. I would expect him to decide in the next few days. I think as long as Arizona maintains that they want him, um, they're going to get him. Georgia's in on him a little bit. Um, but he's a guy where... Uh, Arizona, as of now, wants him, and he would come in, play 15, 20 minutes a game, and be a solid option. He's not going to be the best point guard in the Pac-12 or anything like that, but he's a guy that could come off the bench and, and be solid. And then, you know, speaking of Gonzaga, I think that's a situation to watch because 
Uh, Nolan Hickman committed there, and there's only one basketball. And you got a guy like Dominic Harris or Julian Strother, who's both are really good and will play legitimate minutes in other Pac-12 teams. But you take a look at Gonzaga, and all of a sudden they have Hunter Salas, Nolan Hickman, um, Andrew Nebard, et cetera. Uh, there's only so many minutes. So if one of those guards transfers, you got to assume Arizona's going to be right there for them. Um, and, and those are two guys I would play very legitimate minutes right away. See, a lot of people wonder, too, about, you know, when it comes to Tommy Lloyd, would he be cool with um, recruiting Gonzaga guys? To me, there's a little bit of a difference here, Jason, in that I don't think that they're necessarily, they don't want to play each other because that's just kind of awkward, I think, for both of them. But you know what? I don't see Mark Few having a problem saying, you know what, I got a top three team this year. These guys probably won't play a ton for me. Tommy Lloyd's my guy. We're not going to be playing each other. So if I've got a couple guys on this roster who are high caliber pack or pack 12 power five guys, I don't really see where there would be a dilemma with bring letting some of those players come to Arizona, for example. No, I would actually guarantee you that Mark view is telling these kids if they do have the portal. Hey man, go to Arizona. I trust Tom Lloyd. If you're not going to play for me, play for someone that I trust. And I, I think you fit in with the system and that would be Tom Lloyd. Uh, it's not even, it's not camping or, or anything like that. They're not talking to Gonzaga kids while they're still on the roster. It's those kids are going to enter the portal. Mark T is going to say, hey, look, you know, Dominic Harris, if you enter the portal again, I don't know. These kids may not enter the portal yet. There's been no contact with Arizona. But if they do, you know, Mark T is going to say, hey, look, Arizona fits you well. There's room to play. You know the coaches. If you're going to go somewhere, that, that might be the best fit for you. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about um, the way the transfer portal works right now. Again, I think you've got a lot of people that are concerned about where does Arizona stand right now because people need to remember, though, Jason, that this is a lot different than it was, say, five, six years ago, where you can you can continuously add players throughout. And again, not saying that there's a guy that you have locked up right now, but if you're a player at a Power 5 school – and you're looking around, and let's say that Arizona strikes out in a couple kids. You look at that roster, you can still enter that transfer portal in a week. You can enter that transfer portal in two weeks, and there's no tampering or anything of that equation in, involved. So this roster is far from set, and I would imagine that those three scholarship spots will be filled by guys that can play. Yeah, I think what we're going to see happen is Arizona's going to get Aaron Cook probably. I'd be surprised if that didn't. Um, go through eventually, and then they're going to be selective, you know, because like you said, there's no rush, and you're going to see guys graduating into the portal, or maybe other schools make moves, or maybe they start to do summer workouts, and all of a sudden things aren't really going well for them, and, and you're going to see them transfer, and Arizona's going to be there with two scholarships, and they're going to be picky with those last two, because they feel very good about the core of their team, they feel good about the few guys that they've added, and, and they're not just going to go rush fill through scholarships and say, okay, we're good now. Uh, Oregon's had success with that in the past. That, that they're a good example. They'll, they'll wait it out. They don't care. And I think Arizona's in a situation where they're doing something similar in the sense where it, it's, it's very much about fit with this current roster. And so, yeah, there's plenty of power forwards or wings in the portal. It doesn't mean they're good enough, and Arizona should just go get them for the sake of getting them. So what I think you're going to see is them probably add Cook and then um, don't be surprised if it, if it takes a little bit longer for them to fill the other two spots. All right. This show, as always, is brought to you by Built Bar. The great thing about Built Bar is that Built Bar tastes absolutely fantastic. And 
when you do go get a built bar, the great thing about it is you look forward to consuming it. Jason and I have been working out a little bit, and I can tell you one thing. He hasn't been able to consume as many built bars as I have, but that day is fast approaching, and you know when it does, I don't think Jason's going to be taking any steps back. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, Jason, I want to get kind of into the prep school situation here a little bit. Um, you get a lot of people, and again, uh, your guy, my guy, Cody Martin, uh, we kind of had a little bit of a back and forth on Twitter. Cody's a great guy, by the way. But people need to understand with the proliferation of these prep schools, whether it's Dream City, whether it's uh, Compass, whatever the case may be, these kids, by and large, that are there, these are not your in-state kids. Ty Ty Washington is an in-state kid. Arthur Kaluma is not an in-state kid. So if Arizona misses out on a kid from Dream City, even if it is frustrating to a certain extent, that doesn't mean that he is an in-state kid per se, Jason. Yeah, he's absolutely not an in-state kid. It's like, you know, it, and a lot of times it's like it happens in football too. Like a kid plays one year here, and it's like, oh, we missed out on the in-state kid. It's like, no, the, the kid has no ties to Arizona except he went to a prep school for a year. He was in Texas before that, and that's one of the reasons why he went to Creighton because they have an assistant, Ryan Miller, who was at TCU that's known Kaluma longer than anyone on the staff that recruited him because he was in Texas when, when Miller was in Texas. Um, and then the kid, it, it, you know, he's, he's not from the United States. Um, he views himself as an American, which is great, but he surely doesn't view himself as a kid from Arizona. And I think people need to be more careful with that. And, like, you know, Jared Bayless, Arizona kid, you know, grew up, played here, like Bibby, et cetera. But then you get a kid like DeAndre Athan, I'm not confusing him for an Arizona kid. He played in Arizona, but he has no ties to Arizona besides playing there for a year. And I think people just automatically assume and say, oh, he played basketball in Arizona for a year. He's one of us. When in reality, um, especially with recruiting, that's just not the case. Okay, now let's talk more about Dream City then. Um, That is obviously a connection that Arizona is going to have. You have kids up and down the roster right there. I would expect, again, Kaluma's a little bit of a tough case, but Arizona got in on that one late. I would expect Arizona to be able to mine these programs and maybe not control them, but at least have a pretty good idea that they're going to get some pretty good players out of there over the coming years. And you know what? If they don't with some of their connections, and there's probably a little bit of a problem there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, and, I, and I think it's actually the, the Phoenix area in general. I think there's some good connections there. Um, with, you know, Murph has some connections there. P.J. Benson has some connections there. And, and, and I would agree with you. Um, again, you know, the, the prep schools are, are a difficult, different, uh, difficult thing. Like you have a guy like Shaden Shaw, for instance, at Dream City, um, Canadian. You know, he's playing for the Canadian AU team right now. He's going to play Canadian national ball. He is really, really, really good. And they're going to recruit him, but he's not an Arizona kid. Um, he's, he's in the neighborhood, so to speak. And I think one thing also that people have to realize is in the last year, coaches haven't been able to go on the road. And, and so the fact that the kid is in Phoenix is meaningless because you can't go watch him play more than other coaches because you weren't allowed to. And I think that is one advantage that we'll have, uh, that we'll see moving forward is that if you're in Arizona, you know, and, and one of these prep schools has a kid up the road, you can go see them whenever you want. That advantage has been gone for the last year or whatever it is. Um, and, and so they're going to have a very good chance at these kids. And, yeah, they, they should absolutely be able to land the guys that they prioritize. 
Okay, Jason. Now, one guy that I think is getting lost in the mix a little bit here, and I'm not saying that he's going to average 25 points a game, but we need to talk a little bit about Pelly Larson from Utah. When you look at Larson, you look at his numbers, you're like, okay, nine points, uh, nine points, four, re- or you know, four rebounds, couple assists a game, shot the lights out, led the conference in shooting. But this guy can do a little bit more. I'm not saying that he's going to be an absolute stud, but I will say this, Jason. I think that by the end of his career here, he's probably going to be an all-conference caliber guy. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I really do. Um, and, and Arizona likes him a lot. I know people that aren't tied to Arizona that have reached out to me and said it is a very good pickup. He is going to be one of the better players in the conference by the time it's done, and he's got four years to play. He's automatically Arizona's best shooter. Probably if not, he's right there. He does have a little bit of an issue with turnovers, but that could also have been Utah-style play. But he's a guy where he's going to play the one, he's going to play the two, and, and Arizona could go three guard at times, and, and you see him with the other guards. But um, he's a guy where I don't know if he's going to start, but he's going to play very legitimate starter-type minutes. And um, you're right, he's not being talked about enough. So, you know, he's, he's a top 50 guy to me. If he was coming out and he was going back in high school with, with how he played at Utah, um, he's a guy where, you know, you, you kind of we were talking on the message board, I like a guy like Shane Bazzoni. I like a guy like A.J. Simpson. I think they're both good players. But I think if you're comparing them, um, Arizona got the better of the three, if that makes sense. And so he's going to contribute right away, and, and I think he's going to be a very good player for Arizona. All right, let's talk a little bit about Shane Noel, not to be mistaken with Jalen Noel, uh, his brother who's in the NBA it looks like he is going to stick around, at least for the time being. Is this a Jason Terry connection? And the reason I ask you that is because Tommy Lloyd's been fairly clear that, you know what, he doesn't want to bring in a guy from the Miller era just to bring in a guy under the auspice that maybe he could end, he might end up transferring at some point. That doesn't work really for any side. But it looks like a guy like Noel, at least from the outsider's, outsider's view, certainly wants to be a Wildcat. Yeah, I, I think Jason Terry helped. And I think a big part of it also, it's a it's a confidence thing. Uh, you know, Arizona laid it out. It's it's not going to be easy. You look at this roster, it is going to be very difficult for Shane Noel to play. And if he's coming to Arizona, he has to realize there aren't going to be a lot of minutes there. Not with Powell, not with Daylin and Ben, et cetera. It's just not there. Um, and so it, he had every opportunity to transfer or, or get out of his NLI. They would have had no problem with him. And, he didn't, and I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, he, he trusts Jason Terry, he likes Arizona, and he's confident in his abilities and, and willing to buy into the system. Now, it, it can be a thing where he's a very confident kid, comes to Arizona, everything Tommy Lloyd told him is true, and he transfers anyway. Um, that would be a bad situation for all parties involved, but um, that's kind of where we're at right now. And It's going to be difficult for him to get minutes, but he's confident. He likes Arizona, um, and, and that's kind of – um, the situation now he could change his mind at any minute you know they could go and they could add another wing and he could be like you know what i'm out um but it's a situation where as of now he's going to arizona and, and he believes that um eventually he would be a piece here you know why i also like this fit though and i'm not nearly as circumspect as i might have been on some of the other players is that when you've got a brother who has been through the rigors has you know pac-12 player of the year plays in the nba it's not like you're just some meek non-understanding kid from somewhere else i mean he's got a feel he's got a feeling for how recruiting plays out and i think his family certainly is i'm sure sure his family has certainly advised him on this and i have a hard time believing that if Jalen noel tells him hey dude 
this ain't the spot for you, that he's still showing up there. So I think that's a good little factor that Arizona might have in its back pocket here, Jason. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. It, it's Look, at the end of the day, Arizona knows what they're doing. On <laughs> the message board, we may not think they know what they're doing, um, but they know exactly what they're doing. They have it in their back pocket. They, they know what Shay Noel um, – I agree with you. I like him. I, I think it's going to be really difficult to play in his first year if you're him. Um, but at the end of the day, he's, he's a solid prospect. And you're still getting a Pac-12 level player. And uh, he could come in and be really good. It, it, it's just Arizona's being really careful with the guys that they add. And um, overall, it, it's I think what people have to realize is, especially recruiting and these guys coming in and all that, it is a very unique situation. Like when, when Tommy Lloyd was hired, Shane Nazoni was never coming in. It just wasn't going to happen. KJ Simpson was never coming in, and Shane Wells coming. They they've had more contact with Shane than they did the other two guys combined, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Okay, Jason. One thing that's great about BetOnline.ag is that you can bet, and you can maybe get some of your bets in before uh, Vegas fully understands. I'm bullish on this team right now. I know they've still got to figure out some things, but you're probably not going to see them in a ton of top twenty-five preseason polls, but. I'm going to go on record right now and say that next year's team is going to be a top 25 team and possibly closer to 15 than 25. What are your thoughts on that? The point guard situation kind of worries me. I think a lot of it is, is what Kirk can do at the point if he's better than I think he is. And I don't think he's bad. I just, I'm not sure he's a, you know, 30 minute a game type of actual point guard, but um, yeah, I mean, they, I'll tell you this, Tommy Lloyd worked out with this team for two weeks and things are really good. The core of this team is very good. Uh, Kurt, Terry, Ben, Coloco, uh, Tabellis, then you got Larson off the bench, etc. whatever it may be. You're adding a veteran point guard. They're not missing a lot of pieces. Um, they're going to be good offensively, defensively, I worry a little bit. But, um, you know, Arizona went from a situation where people had him in the top 10 or whatever in preseason polls, and they really only lost James Akinjo. <laughs> so it's like, and I love James Akinjo, but it's like, you know, no offense to Jordan Brown, he wasn't the reason Arizona was in the top ten. You know what I mean? Right. It was it was James Akinjo. And if they can close that gap between Akinjo and Kerr and Larson, et cetera, um, then why aren't they a top twenty five team anymore? For Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. Jason, as always, we appreciate you coming on and dispensing some of those nuggets there. And I know people will be resting a little bit easier now. As always, thanks, boss. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.